வருகையில வரிசி உங்கள் வருகையால் தஞ்சை கோட்டையே அழகாகிவிட்டது தஞ்சை கோட்டையில் தான் மொத்த அழகையும் சேர்த்து வைப்பதாக கேள்விப்பட்டேன் ஆமாம் சேர்த்து சிறையல் வைத்திருக்கிறார்கள் சிறையா ஆணி பொன் அரியணையில் வைத்திருப்பதாக அல்லவா சொன்னார்கள் பொன்தான் கொஞ்சம் மூத்த பொன் பழைய பொண்ணுக்கு மதிப்பு மிகுதி பொன்னில் செய்து போட்டாலும் விலங்கு விலங்கு தானே ஆனால் அந்த விலங்கின் சாவி நம் கையில் தானே இருக்கிறது இளவரசியிடம் பேசி வெல்ல முடியுமா ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு தி அத்தர்பனா பாட்காஸ்ட் ஐ மதித்யா நவ் தட் மணிரத்னம் பொன்னியின் செல்வன் பார்ட் டூ அவுட் and naturally a lot of discussion about it is happening um we wanted a piece of the pie as well uh, for part 1 we spoke to sound engineer sound designer anand krishnamurthy uh, about the sound of the film and what kind of work uh, goes into it um i link link to that episode in the show notes um we wanted to get into the technical side of cinema and talk to more people involved uh, behind the camera uh, we spoke to editor uh, selva rk and writer tamil prabha for sarpatta parambare uh, we did the episode of sound with anand uh, like i mentioned uh, and for uh, ps2 uh, we have another special guest um we have uh, krithika nelson uh, who wears many hats a uh, musician lyricist dubbing artist direction creative producer uh, and she, she was also an associate director in ponian selvan uh, apart from dubbing for trisha who plays kundavai uh, her dubbing career uh, began with kv anand school uh, and has been part of uh, many films since then uh, she also wrote the lyrics of soul in ponian selvan 1 and the whole soundtrack of uh, nitham muruvanam recently um, hi krithika welcome to the podcast hello What a cute podcast name dude I love the other banana I'm going to steal it at some point Nice very nice to be here uh, Aditya Thank you uh, thank you for joining it's a pleasure uh, and we also have with us our pod regular Ananta hi Ananta Hi Aditya hi Kritika Hello Ananta So um just to warm things up I I thought we'll start with um I just want to uh, get the experience of you uh, reading the book for the first time or maybe multiple times and then thought thinking of adaptations and things like that uh, and also i want to add kritika that uh, slipping into tamil is fine so we'll we talk both so sure sure no problem so um i think i must have been in school or something when i first read ponian uh, selvan and uh, if i'm not wrong this was right after harry potter one i so i read harry potter and i was discussing this with my dad or something of that sort and he mentioned ponian selvan I started reading and I think uh, I ended up reading all five parts in like a week. So I literally went uh, with no food or water and just sat in a room and read the entire stretch of books. I don't think I have that kind of focus anymore dude. I've become old. <laughs> But uh, it it was such a phenomenal experience to just uh, you know go along with Kalki to these various uh lands this ancient lands and uh, just feel proud that uh, these were our ancestors uh the phenomenal characters that he had built through this narrative um i remember vividly the nandini in lata mandavam scene etched in my head as in when you think vandi uh, when you think uh, ponian selvan uh for me that's the scene uh, that kind of uh, keeps coming back and um yeah i mean uh, and i think i read the book again and again a few times over afterwards at least two to three times uh when i was in yeah. like school college only and uh, i think each time you kind of um pick up something new and uh, that's that's just the beauty of of the narrative uh, that was written by kalki i don't think at that point at uh, uh, i mean i even considered adaptation or cinema per se i was just completely immersed in the world that kalki had built um so when uh, when i joined manisha i was only joining him for the next movie i did not know it was ponian selvan it was only on my first day that they told me that this was the project that i was going to get a, uh, get to be a part of and uh, um i was first as a manisha fan hugely thrilled that this was happening and i think it just hit me like a wrecking ball that this mammoth project is what i was going to be a part of and i don't think i'm still over it aditya and anandh it's just it still feels uh, surreal that i got to be a part of such an immense epic proportion uh, project so yeah, yeah like 
it's it's still surreal so uh, what did you think you were getting involved uh, for you know it was ps1 it, it uh, was any any film that he was doing next i just joined him as an assistant for okay. uh, his next project they i mean i didn't know at that point that the pr- next project was pony and selvan so okay yeah. so i mean why how did getting involved with this movie's music happen i mean dubbing because you've already dub- dubbed for other actors right so sure sure uh, i mean manisha knows that i'm a musician like he knows that i'm a singer so uh, and uh, i was uh, at the time that i i joined i was the um the, the reason why i'm this, i was a script ad also was that i was the strongest with regards to tamil and um, when it comes to lyrics for a period film like this uh, you needed someone that understands the tamil so that you can go and make sure that the uh, pronunciations are right and things like that and uh, yeah so that i think it was just a natural extension that i also handled musical lyrics so right from day one they uh, i knew that i was going to handle it because uh, um, like manisha was well aware that i was a musician as well and uh, i think he always had ulterior motives for all of us dude like he i know i have a feeling he wanted me to be in the music studio a little more so i kind of recognize what i have to do with music as well he's been very supportive um of what i've been doing doing on the music front as well so uh, i'm pretty sure he planned this he's he's very capable of that so yeah okay. <laughs> yeah uh but and apart from that uh, so so you joined us uh, first an associate uh, uh, director right but it also mm-hmm. went to your uh, dubbing for trisha and then uh, getting involved in uh, the lyrics of it uh, so did that just divulge from that uh uh part or it so just this, 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 yeah. my, this is my fifth film if you include ps2 as the dubbing artist for manisha i have already dubbed uh, for him for kadal kadal uh, uh, yeah for kaatru uh, velidai for chekka chivandavanam and ps1 and ps2 so um i i almost and for any uh, madras talkies project i am i'm like ena solrudu it it what do they call it um company artists okay so, <laughs> the old world studio system <laughs> yeah i was one of the first calls that they make so i'm very grateful for that first of all and um, so i was always okay the order is like this right i have been the biggest maniratnam fan and then i was maniratnam's uh, dubbing artist and then i was maniratnam's associate director so that's that's the order and um, when i joined only i knew i will either be sitting on dubbing or i'll definitely be uh, dubbing for one of the characters that, that that was a given i mean i would have fought him if he hadn't given me the opportunity to dub for a film like this right uh, but um, yeah the lyricist piece happened uh, by chance i i wrote uh, sol as an assistant director only uh, assistant associate director only um, uh it was basically dummy lyrics written to check if the if the uh, tune will fit okay and it just so happened that both uh, right. manisha okay. and ramansa liked the uh, the lines and it kind of went into the film um i i do happen to be a singer songwriter i have written multiple songs before and stuff but uh, i think the it, it it was with sol that i got the confidence um to put out some of my previous music also so yeah and uh, so uh, yeah we will we'll definitely talk about your musician career uh, bef- uh, uh, later and i think i mean we also spoke about it uh, before um mm-hmm. uh, can you talk about a little bit about uh, uh, being a dubbing artist i think i think you dubbed for priya bajpai in co for the first time and then mm-hmm. uh, what is the what are the technical things that go into it uh, do you is there what what do you do between films as there like a you know you have a, you, you train you practice is there anything that goes into it behind this uh, outside the dubbing studio interesting question i have never thought of it like that hmm. um okay so uh, no i mean i personally and i think this is different for the each artist i personally haven't trained between films to be a dubbing artist um i think you kind of learn on the job with each film and then when you go to the right. next film it's a clean slate 
because uh, the dubbing artist essentially has to uh, give what the director wants, right? And each director comes with a completely different vision. Um, I'll I'll give you an anecdote of when I was dubbing for both Kadal and Adi Bhagavan uh, with Amir sir at the same time. Amir, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Kadal was this uh, innocent, almost childlike girl. Um, you you had to be this completely free uh, kind of a soul to be uh, able to um, act that perform that character. On the other end, Adi Bhagavan was this uh, manipulative vamp of a woman, and um, th- and I had these two phenomenal directors on both sides. Right, I, it was almost like one day call sheet for Kadal, one day for uh, Adi Bhagavan. It was happening alternatively, right? And um, and that's when I realized how different each director's style is. Like for example, Manisha. Right. Um, we'll sit there, give you uh, an input of what the pro- uh, what the scene is and what the performance should be like, and he lets you perform, right? And he corrects, he nudges, he kind of tells you what he what he what he wants, but he likes improvisations. He likes uh, he, uh, pushing people to doing things um, on their own, and then uh, sometimes even on set, he doesn't call cut. He just waits to see what the artist will do next, right? So he likes uh, kind of taking what the artist brings to the table and seeing what he can do with it. Whereas Amir on the other side is so clear in his vision of what exactly the character should sound like that he would want it in a mm. particular uh, way. Like, for example, uh, if he needs you to say, can you get me some water? It has to be exactly, can you get me some water? It's, it's like, that's the pronunciation, that's the up, that's the down. You cannot go a little off also. He will make you do the same thing again and again. So um, it was so different being in both the studios. And, uh, I, and, and hence, I, I realized um, it was, I think, at that point when, that I really realized that um, I had to just go as a clean slate uh, into every film and just take in the fresh brief and start. Um, but that answers only one part of your question. Um, what happens in the dubbing studio is something magical. And I'm talking from only like my personal experience. I'm pretty yeah. sure that for each person, it's a very different experience, right? Um, so uh, a lot of times, even on set, they say dubbing, which which loosely translates to, we will fix it. In yeah, dubbing. I mean, it's a uh, very common film yeah, thing. Yeah. So um, basically... Um, what happens is that we get a, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm going to try and explain it to you uh, the way I, I might to someone that doesn't even understand what cinema is, okay? Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, so essentially, uh, they take uh, a scene uh, in multiple shots and they, uh, while they take the scene and like Anand might have told you, they also record a pilot track, which is essentially yeah. a boom mic recording everything out there with all the noises, with all the cues, with all the, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, like uh, blow fan and, uh, uh, you know, lights on to everything, every, all the screaming that's happening on set, okay? Uh, everyone's giving instructions to everyone else around mm. and uh, the actor is also performing and you get a, <clears throat> what they call a pilot track, which is basically a basic, um reference of what the uh, actor has performed on set okay uh, many a times when the actor does not speak the language the pilot track is just gibberish and uh, you kind of uh, make do uh, with the the tonality that they have done okay see i i have noticed something happen um which very uh, very naturally i'm not doing it deliberately at any point in time but it happens very mm. naturally uh, I end up speaking in a very different tone for each actor that I'm dubbing for. Okay. Yeah, that's actually when what I, I wanted to ask something. Yeah, go on. Yeah. So when I speak for Trisha, it's a completely different tone. It's a completely different uh, 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 pitch. Like I, I speak a little more bass when I speak to uh, speak for Trisha. And then for Aditi, uh, it's, it's almost um, a little nasal, a little more vulnerable uh, kind, kind of a voice. Um, when I've dubbed for um, 
tapsi for example it was it was a little more uh, you know like uh, silly wild kind of a voice so for each person i think my tone tonality and my modulation automatically changes and that's because um, in the studio we are mirroring the actor that was on the set so we we end up moving our body or looking uh, the the way the actor was doing sometimes the easiest way to follow um, timing of uh, of the way the actor is saying a line is to kind of follow their the breaths that you see on their neck okay uh, you know that little thumping that happens on the uh, on the neck uh, oh, nerve okay yeah that, that's an easy okay. way to kind of follow the breathing uh, that the actor is doing right so and you end up also kind of picking up um the uh, the times where the narambu podakkaradun solanga when your nerves are jumping out it you your nerves also jut out uh, if they are breathing really hard you end up breathing really hard so everything that's happening on set we end up, up just apdiye mirroring right so when we are in the studio and so it it just so happens that the voice kind of starts uh, trying to match the actor and the way they have spoken uh on set so that that's what happens um so there are three parts to this uh i think <laughs> one is uh the voice and tonality itself the second is what we call sync okay so the they have spoken in a particular um speed uh and with a particular kind of break like for example um the same can you get me some water i can say it um, can you get get me some water so there i've done a can mm. you break go get me some water so there's that that kind of a uh, what can i say uh, iteration yeah, yeah iteration or or the timing that that happens with the uh, the voice right so you kind of follow that so if someone has done a go get me i also do the go get me i cannot skip that okay if they have done a breath in the middle if they have done a <clears throat> the middle all of that you have to kind of even a click of the tongue right you have to repeat all of that in timing uh, like even a millisecond here or mm. there uh, kind of uh, shows very clearly uh, but of course today's uh, day and age the technology is so advanced that um, uh, what's called comping uh, the studio engineers are truly capable of cutting uh, parts from different um, uh takes and putting it together to make one one take we'll talk about this a little more in detail in a bit but the second part was yeah. sync right um uh, the third part then is the modulation itself or the emotion and all of that right for me the trick is always to follow the breathing like if you are able to breathe the exact way the actor is breathing um more often than not the performance kind of falls in place and also um manisar's uh biggest advice to me uh when i and this was in the beginning of my dubbing career kadal uh was for me he came and told me um stop dubbing and start acting you know i mean uh, you are dubbing mm. you're trying to be stiff and you're not moving and you're just trying to project your voice but forget that just start acting Uh, to get your voice in the right way is the studio engineer's problem it's not yours so ever since then um i've i've basically just been acting in the studio i move my hands legs all of that i uh, my body posture changes i if if there is a running on the scene i kind of do a little uh, in place running so all of that so you end up kind of acting out the scene with emotion in time uh with the breath uh like the actor the way they did on set so yeah. uh, it sounds very complicated but once you get the hang of it it's beautiful because it allows you to be a completely different person uh it, while you're doing this so it's it's amazing it's like an escape out of your own body and so, that yeah. that makes sense right like if namboorla uh, mm. dubbing actor solluva but actually voice acting is uh, actual correct absolutely yeah yeah uh, 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 and also so it doesn't mean that you also get to use props no 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 not at all you <laughs> you kind of oh yeah i mean actually if you're drinking water or if you are like biting something which needs to come in the voice then yes uh, so we do get snacks and a lot of water uh, so that that yes but apart from that not really okay 
and uh, what about uh, uh, dialects and diction like you just you, you did mention about the the breathing part of it and uh, i think right. that is more to do with uh, how you sync with the actor's performance but sometimes mm-hmm. they are not speaking that language or, or you said that sometimes it could be gibberish too right, right, right. Um, so does that get in the way of, i mean is that technique always successful um, see uh, i'm i'm talking about when the actor has performed really well okay um, yeah. so mm-hmm. even when they don't know the words they know the emotion and so yeah. um, see for example uh, if you're really tense right uh, for a second i'm not going to say anything i want you to imagine uh, that you've just got a call uh, where someone has told you that your best friend has been in an accident and uh, they've rushed him to the hospital and uh, you need to get there as soon as you can okay uh, you know how right. um, when you get a call like this your ears get warm you you feel your heart thumping faster uh mm. and um like a bunch of other emotions right if you hear a phone call like that you immediately your ears go hot your heart starts thumping faster and your breathing starts getting erratic right and uh, uh so if i have to then respond uh like a person that has gotten this call i need to start breathing like someone that has actually gotten this call right so mm. that will not be a normal breath it will be uh i don't know if you can hear my breath that well it'll be something like you know hena solreya it'll be like that right so um yeah. so you kind of start uh, the breathing is actually i mean and this is my personal technique is the best way to kind of get into that emotion right where you just like um uh, and when you're happy your your breath actually just goes super slow you go go into a bit of a zen mode you start talking a little slowly you start um you know like um uh, you you start feeling a little twirly in your head so if you are able to bring back these um uh, physical reactions and emo- uh, like responses more often than not you can also get the um emotion right and yeah. more mm-hmm. often than not good actors do exactly that they kind of breathe a particular way they uh move their eyes in a particular way they um kind of just go into a zone in their head and you can see it in their eyes right so if you're able to emanate exactly what the space that they are in and the breathing that they are in more often than not you can pick the uh performance and even if they have not known the language they know the emotion so they would have said some a wrong word maybe but they would have still given the emotion so uh thinking uh, the right word to the wrong word sometimes becomes tricky but you kind of figure it out with a few test runs right uh, we call it a monitor so you kind of say the line yeah. over the lips a uh, couple of times and check what are the word, what is the word that might fit into maybe the wrong lip sync that they have done and mm. then after you figured out what the line is it's just about emoting it in in time so um i like i said while i'm saying this it sounds like really tricky but once you've gotten the hang of it and you've done it a few times it it becomes almost like natural response yeah and uh, i mean that, that that's very interesting the uh, the other part when it comes to uh, like when you do multiple films when you do different films uh, you mm-hmm. uh, the dialects and diction is that huh. something that goes into uh, before you get into a studio or or like you, you know like the same example of kadal versus um, adi bhagwan or 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 yeah. project like ponian selvan which is uh, which i think they have balanced between what could be you know very classical tamil versus also very contemporary tamil i yeah, think it's a very yeah. a very uh, um, intentional decision to go with a more of a easy going uh, dialogue yeah. wordplay yeah. um, so uh, so how, how does that work when it comes to uh, what, what you do in the studio okay so so when it comes to dialects and diction um, so we generally have a dialect expert sitting in the dubbing studio as well guiding us okay uh, i have done madurai slang um i have actually spoken telugu i don't speak telugu at all i've dubbed in telugu like for a couple of mm. films um and that's because you have someone that is sitting there and guiding you with regards to what the right pronunciation or what the okay. right dialect is um ponin selvan uh, 
so since i was also the script ad on this and i i had sat on every single reading um etc i already knew what the dialectician was um there was a there was a film called tagarar where i had dubbed in a bit of a madurai slang okay mm. and uh, for that film i i had never spoken madurai slang before but what they will end up doing is they will talk they will start talking to me in the madurai slang even before i went into the studio right so when they talk to me in talk back from the studio they'll be continuously talking to me in the slang have you ever noticed if you talk to someone that's speaking a, a specific slang for a you know for a long you, period of you time you adopt it yeah yeah you kind of adopt and pick up and you yeah, start yeah. And, like start talking like them oh yeah so, <laughs> all the so, time yeah. yeah so that 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 happens so they keep talking to you in madurai slang it becomes natural for you to kind of respond in that way and uh, in tagarare especially uh, i was the first time i used certain uh, uh cuss words that i i didn't even know meanings of before i was a very chamatpona before that so they actually started <laughs> and taught me what the meanings were and uh, it was very cathartic to kind of scream at a random person in uh cuss words that i had never imagined myself using so yeah so um it, this is all fun uh you always have some level of guidance so it's um it's all good yeah so critica um, so about uh, this movie itself right mm-hmm. um considering this is probably one of those few movies that all of us have seen that has two parts hap coming yeah. so close to each other yeah. um how how is how is working in a two part uh, different for you when i mean was all of it done in one shot uh, it was It, it was done in one shot. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. See, the shoot was done in one shot as well, and the dubbing was done in one shot as well, right? Um, of course, there were corrections that we had to go back and do multiple times and stuff. But um, they kind of finished the entire stretch of dubbing, uh, at least ninety percent of the dubbing in in the same shot. So by the time part one released, uh, at least ninety five percent of the dubbing of part two was also done. Only corrections and certain actors uh, who couldn't give uh, enough time uh, those were left but uh, we we had the first level of dubbing done for the entire film okay by the time part 1 came out um can you can you talk about a little bit about the uh, the i mean the, the filming challenges of some uh, project of this scale uh, that like like you you did shoot uh, the whole thing in one uh, one shot and then mm-hmm. um i mean the project itself is huge and then it's coming in two parts um uh, so So what is it? Uh, I mean, I mean, I, there are lots of anecdotes from the audio launch and everything about what's on a uh, what's what's a day on a set like. Uh, but as a as an associate, uh, as, a, as an assistant, what, what is it for you? What, what what does it involve for you? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Where do I begin? <laughs> so, um, see, I think in this project, uh, for the lack of a better way to say it, you had. murphy's law and play at every second of the day right like anything that can go wrong can go wrong it was always like that <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. um, but uh, thankfully enough uh, not much did not much did go wrong like we always had uh, the universe playing along with us uh, and um, otherwise we couldn't have finished a project of the scale in uh, just about 160 180 days right um, and i also think um, every single technician every single actor every single person on set um was working towards that one man's dream like everyone trusted and believed and um, respected mani sir so much that um mani sir wants everyone on set at 6 o'clock everyone will be on set at 6 o'clock which means people start putting their makeup at 3 o'clock in the morning and um, after finishing shoot at 12 in the night and this is really no joke um but it it used to happen uh tarani sir uh, was a magician he we will finish shooting in a set at 12 in the night and the next day morning at 6 o'clock when we go back to the same set it look completely different um for example nandini's uh, palace and uh, sundra choda's palace were the same set it was just the dressing mm. that was changed right wow. so 
that that uh, that magic is possible only uh, by uh, ravi varman sir and tota tani sir um, conspiring against the rest of the world <laughs> so uh, they were they were very cute uh, in that sense they used to plan everything and make sure um, that everything was done on time every single day um, that, but in spite of all of this like there was this one day uh, when everything that could go wrong went wrong like for example um this was the day when this the scene happens in ps1 right where uh, the king is uh, getting um what is it called the acupuncture acupuncture okay acupuncture, yeah the yeah. acupuncture mm-hmm. scene right so um so we were shooting for this scene and uh, everything was ready uh, and uh, prakash raj has lied down with all the acupuncture needles on his back so they couldn't put all the needles on uh short so they predominantly put most of it and um, were adding only like a few needles that won't do anything to him uh and it was we had to be very careful because one wrong move and it can like really harm this actor um so we have put all the pins on him and uh, we are about to uh, ready to go for shot and uh, ravi varman sir is looking through the lens and he's just standing there and he's not saying ready okay and after point uh, he he just uh, like very quietly comes to manisha and says sir uh, will you come see the frame sir so they both go there uh, they are looking at the frame and they are just like you know uh, to each other and neither of them are saying they are ready and we are we didn't know what was happening and they are just discussing and discussing and discussing and eventually manisha calls for tanisha and tani sir also goes there and the three of them are looking at the shot and they are just like you know they are just talking 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 and um, eventually mani sir looks at tani sir and says, says okay what do you think we can do um, so what had happened was uh, they had decided uh, and planned for um, mm-hmm. the palace to be a white palace so everything was white at this point in time okay. and uh, on frame though um, it looks terrible uh it looked like a set i think so um hmm. so they uh they were sitting and talking and it it felt it did not feel real to either, uh, any of them so manisha looks at tani sir and he calls him tota beta okay they know each other from i don't know like eons i guess <laughs> yeah so, of course like uh, manisha calls tani sir tota beta so like he says tota beta enna panla and um, tani sir says okay you'll give me 2 hours sir i'm going to paint just that uh, rim i'll paint it gold and yellow and it will solve it and manisha looks at him and says you're sure that i'm very sure he says one hour he says yes one hour and then manisha comes the other end and he says it's going to take 3 hours um figure out what to do and so i we had to go back and tell prakash raj sir um sorry sir we're going to take the needles out we're going to call you back in 3 hours and then put the needles back on you um and this man had come at 3 o'clock got and made up and is on set at 6 o'clock so he, he he's obviously like why did you have to screw our uh, sleep and you might also have noticed that this scene has almost every actor on it right so yeah it, it has the yeah it has yeah, yeah, yeah. most uh, actors on yeah. it and yeah. immediately after that scene we were supposed to shoot another scene with uh, jam ravi and uh, ash as well who were not on this scene and uh, which means like literally everyone was there on set and the one hour became 3 hours became 4 and a half hours before we could start shoot uh, again right uh-huh. and um, all of us are like at the edge of our seats like we are like when is someone going to start throwing um tantrums or when is someone going to start screaming now and when is someone going to start losing it especially for money sir every minute counts and when you have such a tight timeline like 160 days if you lose half a day today and you've already paid for it um you have to figure out when you're going to get another half a day when all these actors are available again together it is nightmare right and uh surprisingly manisha super chill on set he just went and slept mm-hmm. off on the bed like after sending everyone off ha huh, you paint karke he slept off on the bed and we are all like what is happening because this is the man that generally really like gets tense if things are not moving according to plan right but eventually when i was talking to him i was like uh, 
uh, and when he was just sitting chilling like the last half an hour before we were ready to sh- uh, ready to roll and uh, everyone was like you go you go talk to him you go talk to him because everyone's scared because the any <laughs> at any point uh, people can lose their shit right so mm-hmm. i'm just going and get, like randomly talking to him about like if uh, unrelated crap and uh, then i asked him sir um, uh, how come you're not like uh, like you know getting tense today he was like uh, you know when everyone is chilling and you get tense is when people start moving if everyone is already like rushing and tense already if you also get tensed up then it screws up everything today i just have to be chill so that i can balance it out that's so, such a cool leadership advice you know like yeah. when everyone's already tense you have to be the cool one so um so yeah i i i think i picked up so much from this man on a daily basis it was just a phenomenal experience just to be around him to watch his uh, childlike enthusiasm with every single day he acts like he's a first time director every single time he comes to set every day when he walks into set like how am i going to stages how am i going to stages so and that's that's i think that level of passion that level of um uh, positive anxiety uh, is really what makes him uh, the phenomenal director that he is so yeah stuff like this used yeah, to go around that really day. talks into like we talk about uh, the direction is still making in one part but the other part is also like man management so Absolutely. that really talks to that it's, yeah it is 100% leadership dude everything else is secondary you you can be someone who knows nothing about the craft but still be a great director if you just know how to get the best work done from each of your technicians so that's essentially that yeah i i'm uh, I'm, a, i'm a project manager by trade so i can <laughs> get what you're saying about when everybody is tense the project yeah. manager has to be cool yeah. yeah i totally get that yeah and uh uh you you said in a recent podcast that uh, you enjoy uh, show running or as a creative producer with the creative head yeah. uh, you know you know for with respect to cook studio recently um what is it about that process that you enjoy like like you had a, a the nematum uh, single release recently i i link that i link the to the uh, video in the show notes uh, so you were part of the lyrics you composed you sang and you also directed the video it's a beautiful <laughs> song uh, mm-hmm. uh, so I, i wanted to uh, ask you about that aspect of it like how uh, what is it, what about shorting that you enjoy and uh, as well as you know uh, uh, doing so many other uh, uh, roles in different projects um <laughs> one second <clears throat> so sorry uh the thing is it's not one thing that i enjoy i actually like being plural i enjoy the fact that i can do multiple things um that's what makes me whole um uh, it it sounds very pompous so even when i hear it myself but uh, i'm saying this with a lot of humility coming straight from my heart I think for the longest time in my life everyone has told me that I should focus on one thing and uh, be great at that one thing but um now um uh, like when I look back I feel like um that was really bad advice because when uh, I'm good at like multiple things and um when I do all of them together is when i am truly fulfilled i uh, it also keeps my mind engaged um in different ways on different days um so i think uh, like uh, having uh, the ability to do multiple things on different days really keeps me sane uh, and doing everything together is what actually uh, makes me happy uh, but uh, i'm i'm not necessarily fond of directing uh, okay uh even when i joined mani sir i told him very clearly mm-hmm. that uh, direction was not one of the things i wanted to do um uh, show running is more up my alley because um show running is a piece where you look at you create the world right you create the entire world the characters in the world um right. you figure out uh, where all of them will go and you have someone else doing the leadership job for you you someone else doing the project management for you um uh, so it's basically the architect's role uh and i'm i don't like uh and no offense meant to anand here uh, i'm not necessarily too fond of the project <laughs> management piece of things uh i prefer the designing side of things so 
uh, yeah, so I, I love designing the world, creating the storyline, uh, figuring out how each of this will play out. Those are the parts that I absolutely enjoy. And um, yeah, so uh, that's, that's what Coke Studio was for me as well. Uh, and while I'm uh, legally not allowed to talk about it too much uh, or um, represent uh, the project in any way, uh, I'm just going to quickly say that uh, uh, creative direction music for uh, for the season has been one of the biggest uh, feathers on my cap. And I've absolutely enjoyed working with a phenomenal team that has actually brought uh, this beautiful, beautiful season together. Uh, very proud of every song that is uh, coming out. Very proud of every artist that has uh, put in so much effort and uh, also... Uh, the whole team from Studio Mocha uh, to Coke team to my uh, peers at Group M, uh, everyone has worked really hard on bringing this alive. And uh, yeah, I mean, show running it, uh, essentially is the whole um, idea piece, like creating the idea and mm. watching it come alive uh, and f- picking the right people to, uh, you know, kind of uh, show it in the right way. Uh, and that is, is, uh, is, is a lovely experience. I, I completely enjoy that. I think um, uh, between direction and show running, I will pick show running every morning, noon and night. So, yeah. But that's, that's also work that doesn't exactly stop, right? Like you you do sh- hmm. uh, show running and then someone is directing, someone is creating the thing uh, or, or rather someone is, uh, 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 you know, what, what we see on screen is some, something that uh, they did. But uh, what how does it involve when you uh, show run something and something is not up to your liking or how does it work or, or it's all pre-planned or how, how does that work? Uh, okay, yes, the showrunner is involved uh, beyond the idea uh, per, uh, spot as well 100 yeah. um see actually the job of a good leader is to delegate uh to the right people right and i think that's essentially right. what a showrunner does as well we uh delegate to the right directors and uh watch and appreciate as uh the project kind of uh builds itself so yeah I, I have absolutely no problem giving away control, dude. Like, um, uh, and I think when there is a showrunner in the picture, the directors are also like, um, I mean, the director becomes your collaborator. You sit and figure out how exactly um, uh, you are visualizing this. Uh, you, you, there is someone to kind of bounce ideas with. Uh, there are things that are a definite uh, non-negotiable. There are things that are 100% negotiable. Um, each person adds value by um, bringing their own piece. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it actually is a great thing that uh, there is another person to take over control of one piece of the art uh, to make sure that it comes out in the best form. It's the same way a director and a music director works, right? right. Like uh, yeah. a director knows the kind of sound he wants uh, in a particular scene. But if uh, he goes and sits and tries to compose that music, it will never work. You need to give it to someone that can compose the music, right? So yeah. that's essentially what the showrunner does as well. And yeah, that, that, that actually, uh, yeah, you remind me of uh, the other thing that I wanted to ask you. But you, you I think you also mentioned that uh, as, as an associate, you were also involved in the uh, the music side of uh, Pony Selvan. Um, okay. And uh, so uh, and I wanted to ask you what, what that, uh, uh, in, involves because uh, there is a lot of I mean um, um, uh, the, the the music of the two films is uh, kind of vastly different and also d- differently used in the film um, mm-hmm. like uh, I, I think uh, the part one is a little more anachronistic uh, than uh, part two and part two gets more classical and also slightly uh, you know uh, uh, very uh, 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 use limited but in a very effective way uh, that's what i thought when i watched it and and i recently uh, uh, spoke to um, i interviewed uh, jay mohan sir for for uh, india today and he was talking about how uh, 
இட் இஸ் ஆக்சுவலா எல்லாமே எல்லாமே ஒன்னாதான் அவ்வளவு டிஃபரன்ஸ் எல்லாம் கிடையாது பாடு பாடு தெரிஞ்சவங்களுக்கு அது என்ன இருக்குன்னு தெரியும் இப்ப பொன்னி நதிங்கிறது ஒரு ஆக்சுவலா அது தென்மாங்கட்டியும் தான் பட் ஆனா மே நாட் ரியலைஸ் தட் சேங் சோ சோ கேன் யூ டெல் சம்திங் அபவுட் டிஸ்கஷன்ஸ் இட் செல்ஃப் அபவுட் ஹவு இட் ஷுட் பி ஃபார் திலிம்ஸ் okay i definitely was not a part of the music discussions and uh, even if i were i wouldn't uh, be able to share it out in the open uh, mm. so but that involvement actually led, led to you know the, the accident of soul happening right like at some at some level yeah, i mean uh, the accident of soul happening basically happened because i was an ad not necessarily because i was also like okay, uh, okay, doing okay. Uh, uh this uh whatever uh but what i could say is that um because i was an ad that was handling music in uh konen selvan uh at least for the first part of it i realized that i had to necessarily get back to music as a musician i had missed this part of me so much and it uh, mm. became all the more evident to me uh, while i was in panchatan um like i i became very close friends with most of the guys there due to the extent where they will say uh, kritika will you please teach the tune to the singer we'll just set up the session and come back so um hmm. because they all knew i was a singer as well so uh, i i had i was having so much fun at panchatan and i was like why am i not doing more of this why am i not putting out more music um so and that's how i started kind of focusing on uh, my independent independent music at all so that that yes that for sure um i can give credit um right. but uh, with how um manisar and reman sir talk they have a morse code though like nobody can actually crack it um they okay. they really talk in a language that only the two of them understand and uh, like you rightly said it's actually not all that different all the music was recorded all the songs were recorded together except uh, stuff like veera choram uh, and um um uh, no uh, the latest anthem uh, these were added in yeah. post um, of course but all the other songs were recorded together so there was no like um, uh, when they started off it wasn't with a thought of it has to sound different but as this film fr- uh, progressed i think the re-recording started um, becoming slightly different for each film and uh, mm. like there were uh, right. you might have realized when the uh, a uh, lyric video came that veera rajavira was uh, like a song that was done for for uh, yeah. selvan but then in the film it is used for aditya karigalan so there were a lot of things that it, that got changed while uh, i think uh, they were editing and it is just added to the beauty of the film yeah i think they even talked about that song being part of uh, when when uh, uh, when uh, arunmoy varman leaves for sri lanka and that's when mm-hmm. actually when the song happens originally right right yeah yeah um and uh, yeah then uh, one thing we want to talk about we want to talk about trisha and trisha's performance um and uh, i think you also spoke briefly uh, in, the, in the recently with in, in somya rajendra's article um can you tell uh, tell us more about the experience of uh, dubbing for trisha and, and and her performance i mean i i thought her performance great and i also have a huge respect for her for the kind of you know uh, the longevity of her career like she's been here forever and yeah. and that is something uh, uh, everyone I, i don't think she gets enough respect for that uh, okay. so um so can you talk uh, talk something about the experience of uh, working with trisha absolutely uh, so i um i'm one of uh, i'm a major trishian dude like i'm a huge huge fan of trisha and i think she is beautiful like absolutely stunning and um I I think she deserves all this love and way 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 more. I'm just glad that she's getting all of it um finally. Uh I I think uh, I mean not that she wa- she already got uh, a lot of love for Janu for her character in BTV etc. But um um so for the first time we are seeing Trisha in a completely different light right not as a, yeah. as the usual contemporary urban um lady that we have already seen her yeah. as yeah. we are seeing that she can be someone from the 9th century and um, um and still pull it off with so much ease she can be a princess and just pull it off with so much ease and uh, she is a phenomenal and a very underrated actor if you ask me i think she's capable of so much 
uh, and I, I'm just waiting to see uh, everywhere that uh, her career takes her from here. Uh, last question I want to ask you, uh, what's next? What are you working on? Is that something that you can reveal? Uh, sure. I mean, I have dubbed for Trish again uh, for The Road. That's her next film. I cannot wait for you guys to see her performance in that. It's beautiful. Um, and uh, she's done a very strong role uh, in the film. So I'm looking forward to all of you watching that. That's uh, with regards to dubbing. Um, Lyrics-wise, uh, I'm working on this film called Hitler, which uh, has Vijay Anthony in the lead and directed by Dana, who is, again, a Manisar uh, associate. Um, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to those songs as well. Uh, my first time with Vivek Mervin. I've been a huge fan of theirs. And... Uh, it's lovely to work with them. Um, there are a couple of um, my uh, independent songs that are in the works as well. So depending on which one gets done first, I guess one of them will come out as well. Um, yeah. that's, uh, that's, and I have my day job, of course, that's uh, keeping me busy uh, for the rest of it. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all looking fun. Uh, I generally don't have a five-year plan, right? I have a one-day plan at best. So I'm, I'm like really like living one day at a time and I'm uh, completely enjoying it. And uh, I'm probably going to sign up for scuba diving sometime soon. So we'll see where all life takes <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. okay. Dana made one of Kodatu, right? That's, uh... Yes, that's that Dana, yes. Yes, okay. Before we close, as is par for the course these days, is that Leo update? Yes, no, getting up our <laughs> yeah, let's see. Kritika, uh, Trisha, I'm going to connect with you. No, no. Trisha, I'm going to say that Trisha is a voice-over artist. No, I genuinely don't have any more updates than you guys. I don't think that was a serious question. No, no, no. no, no, no yeah, yeah. We, we, we. I'm also like waiting to uh, see the movie, dude. Like, and I'm keeping fingers crossed that I get to dub for the film too. Uh, that way I get to watch the movie but before all of you. Yeah. All of you, yeah. <laughs> we are manifesting that thank for you. Man. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Okay. Uh, thank you, Kritika. Thank you for making uh, time for us. Thank you for joining. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. This was a great conversation. Uh, and uh, of course, we would love to have you again in the future when uh, the other projects get released. Um, Absolutely. Um, and uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back with another episode soon. Hey folks, this is Deepak, aka Complicator on Twitter, and I wanted to personally thank you for listening to our latest episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to The Other Banana on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, or any of the other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Please do leave us a review and a rating as it helps us drive visibility for our work. You can also view the team's writing or provide us feedback on our content at tobpod.com. We look forward to hearing from our listeners soon. Thank you.